Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable human centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. From KQED. Hey guys, Olivia Allen Price here. Today I want you to meet a couple of sandwich lovers. The sandwiches are kind of a big part of the culture of my family. That's Lauren Alexander. She and her fiance, Jonathan Hillis, love ordering those sandwiches on a specific type of bread, Dutch crunch. It's like crispy and crackly on the outside. And a kind of a soft and slightly sweet uh, white bread on the inside. Now here's the thing about their now favorite bread. Neither Jonathan or Lauren had even heard of Dutch crunch until they moved to the Bay Area. And when I tried it, I was like, wow, this is the best sandwich bread I've ever had. So they came to Bay Curious with this very important question. So we want to know, where does Dutch crunch bread come from? And why is it seemingly only available in the Bay Area? Move over, sourdough. Today, Bay Curious is taking a bite of Dutch crunch. Support for Bay Curious comes from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Committed to brewing things the right way since 1980, because when you're a family-run brewery, there's no other way to do it. Sierra Nevada Brewing Company, still family-owned, operated, and argued over. And be sure to stay tuned through the end of the show so you can play our monthly trivia game for a chance to win some cool prizes. Hey there, it's Olivia Allen Price, host of Bay Curious, the podcast. KQD Podcasts wants to thank listeners like you, whose support makes this podcast possible. If you want to help us continue to make great content, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. And thanks. To get to the bottom of the Dutch Crunch origin story, we asked reporter Amanda Font to get crackling. I grew up in Southern California, but went to college at SF State. The first time I encountered Dutch Crunch, I was at the Ike's in the Student Center. It was a revelation. What makes this bread unique is the crunchy topping that's baked onto the top of the roll. That's what puts the crunch in Dutch Crunch. But what is it? I asked a professional. My name is Mike, uh, Mike Rose, and um, I'm co-owner of Semi Freddy's Bakery. On his business card, Mike lists his title as mad scientist because making great baked goods requires scientific precision. I met him over at Semi Freddy's World Headquarters in Alameda for a tour and to see how they make that bread. The bakery is huge with a long row of enormous ovens. Dozens of hairnet clad workers carry bags of flour or mix ingredients together. There's a whole walk-in fridge filled with slowly developing sourdough. And as you can imagine, it smells incredible. But I'm here for the Dutch crunch. 
So what are the ingredients in that crackly, golden, so delicious I don't care that it's cutting the roof of my mouth special topping? It was in the topping, uh, rice flour, water, sugar, yeast, oil, and a little bit of salt. All those things go into a big industrial mixer to be beaten into a paste. Meanwhile, the bread dough is machine cut into square pieces that get rolled into sandwich-sized loaves on a conveyor belt. They get a final hand shaping as they're set onto trays. They wheel the giant bowl full of topping mix over and scoop it into some pastry bags. Then they coat the whole top of each dough roll in one smooth motion, using a wide, flat pastry tip. In their raw state, they look like really pale maple bar donuts. After being topped with the paste, the trays of rolls go into a proof box, and there they will rise for several hours. You may have heard the term proof on the Great British Bake Off. They've all been overproved. It's underproved, underproved. It's slightly underproved. In this case, we're talking about a warm, slightly humid box where the raw dough can rise. When the rolls are baked, the topping crisps and snaps apart, giving the rolls their signature crackly look. And now for a quick Dutch Crunch ASMR break. Now we know what makes the crunch, but what about this Dutch business? I asked Mike if he knew anything about its origins. Uh, I understand there's something called tiger bread. Bingo. Tiger bread is another name for Dutch crunch, so-called because of its vaguely stripy pattern. I asked a friend of the show to pronounce the Dutch translation of this name. Hi, I'm Niels. I'm from Brunsum in the Netherlands, and I pronounce it tigerbrood. It turns out Dutch crunch, a.k.a. tiger bread, a.k.a. Tigerbrot, isn't a California invention just borrowing the name of another place, like the French dip sandwich. It actually has Dutch roots. That seems to go back to at least the early 20th century in the Netherlands. Erica J. Peters runs the Culinary Historians of Northern California. I didn't know much about Dutch Crunch's history in the Bay Area when you first got in touch with me, and I was delighted to, to get a chance to look into this. It's hard to trace the exact migration of tiger bread to the United States, but it seems to have landed in the Pacific Northwest. What I found was that Dutch crunch as a term really starts in Oregon, around Eugene, Oregon, is, is where we first start seeing it in the 1930s. That's right. The Bay Area was not the first American port for this beloved bun. Uh, the, the Klamath News says the Dutch crunch bread with delicious butter rice topping. So that is the first mention that, that I see is 1941 to what makes it a Dutch crunch bread. Newspapers ran ads for this delightful new bread with slogans like It's fun to lunch on Dutch crunch. If you haven't tried this bread, be sure to pick up a loaf for a real treat. Distinctive topping gives it delicious flavor. Makes fine toast too. And within the decade, Bay Area bakers began offering it locally. But the California recipe wasn't quite the same. They're not doing that rice wash. They are instead using sesame seeds to get the crunch. We didn't start using the Dutch crunch recipe we know and love today until the early 70s. That's when people in San Francisco start referring to making the bread with a rice flour wash, the same as the people in Oregon and in other parts of the country by then have been doing. It turns out the Bay Area can't lay claim to the creation of Dutch Crunch, and we don't have exclusive interest. 
I found it at a couple Portland sandwich shops. Tiger bread is still a thing in Europe. And the New England grocery chain Wegmans offers a similarly topped loaf they call Marco Polo bread. However, Dutch Crunch does seem to be more ubiquitous and popular in the Bay Area than anywhere else. It's not our baby, but we raised it right. Can we get some more of those crackly sounds? Oh, yeah. Maybe we just chalk it up to good taste. That was reporter Amanda Font. Today's question came from Lauren Alexander and Jonathan Hillis. If you're still crazy for carbs after that story, you should check out our episode about what makes San Francisco sourdough unique. We'll include a link in our show notes. I'm Olivia Allen Price. Big Curious is made in San Francisco at KQED. Have a good one. Hi, Big Curious listeners. Are you ready to play May's trivia game? Every month, we read a question here at the end of our episode. You can give us your answers over at our website, kqed.org slash baycurious, or just click the link in the episode description. Out of the correct answers, we'll randomly choose one lucky winner to receive a cool prize package with Bay Curious swag and Sierra Nevada goodies. Okay, our question for the month is, the world's longest-running pillow-fighting contest was held from 1966 to 2006 in what Bay Area town? Our trivia quiz is made possible by Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Good luck! Hi there, I'm Randa Fatah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast.